Welcome to Eye2Eye, an informative platform that discusses personal and social issues like health, wealth, spirituality, relationships, traveling, and overall, just being happy. Hosted by yours truly, Calvin J. So sit back, relax, and connect with us, Eye2Eye. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another episode of Eye to Eye. I'm your host, Calvin J. And in this week's podcast, I'll be discussing the five stages of grief, what it means to grieve, and how to help someone if they're grieving. Now, before we get started, I'll go ahead and put out the five stages. First is denial. Next is anger, then bargaining, depression, and last, acceptance. Everyone grieves, everyone, whether you know it or not. People grieve all throughout their lives. Breathing goes beyond someone's death. I know it's a common cause, but you can grieve anything. Any major loss in your life can make you go through grief. And another myth or misunderstanding is people think that you have to go through each stage in order to grieve. You don't have to go through every stage. I'm here to debunk that theory. Not only do you have to not go through every stage in order, but you don't even have to go through all stages. They can go in whichever order, back and forth. Some folks stay in stages for years before they get to acceptance. And although we are at liberty to go through grief at whatever stage and time pace, it is almost inevitable that you will go through acceptance in order to end the other stages. Now note, I didn't say you'll have to go through acceptance to end grief altogether. Because I believe that just because you accept the reality of something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's over or forgotten. It just means you're no longer at odds against it or angry against it. It isn't stressing you out. You understand it, right? You're waving the white flag. It's all good. I get it. The fight is over. If someone you love dies, eventually accepting it, doesn't mean that you're stopping to grieve. You don't stop grieving. It just means you can grieve in a different way through acceptance, like celebrating or memorializing them. I'll give you guys three examples of grieving a loss. I'll give you guys the example of the loss of a death, the loss of a divorce or relationship, and the loss of a career or job. In the example of death, imagine initially getting the news that someone you love has passed. Boom! Your mind tries to process it and you're in shock. 
Well, shock is a state of denial. You're trying to process the reality of the situation. So you deny, deny, deny until you can logically come to terms with the news. You may go into anger next or not at all. But if you do know that anger is associated with blame, blaming yourself and or others, then there's bargaining. Lord, take me, right? Attempting to change the death or the circumstances of the situation. Then next there's depression, stress, suicidal ideations, isolation, survivor's guilt. It's all associated with depression. Depression can last a lifetime. Some people will live a whole life of depression from guilt and finally come to terms of acceptance on their deathbed. Acceptance is the last and looks different for everybody. But an important thing to note real quick and is that people grieve in whatever way is healthy for them to sleep at night. They shouldn't be judged. Whether it's keeping uh, old memorabilia, going to a gravesite, wearing a loved one's clothes or jewelry, whatever keeps them at peace is their prerogative. All right. Next example of loss is a divorce of marriage or relationship. Men and women both can grieve the loss of a relationship. Say a man found out his wife is cheating. She being unfaithful. Boom. Oh, hell no. That's the that's the now <laughs> part, right? Oh, hell no. <laughs> then he gets angry. He may get so angry. He does something he regrets. He lands himself in jail and in jail. He continues to grieve. He goes through bargaining in court with the judge. And depression follows as he loses his job while in jail and find out that his female is moving on happily without him. But then he gets a saving grace turning point. He meets someone or something in jail that saves his life, changes his life, changes his perspective. He eventually forgives himself and accepts the situation. There's many ways that scenario can go. Grieving and depression can end in suicide because there's not enough hope or too much psychological suffocating and torture to move towards acceptance. Two men can grieve the loss of a divorce or relationship, right? Say guy A. Guy A can discover the news and head straight towards acceptance. Even if he have to go through the logistics of divorce and losing assets, money, kids, and his best friend, he'll somehow manage to still get through to acceptance. Now, guy B isn't even married, right? Say he's not married and he's uh, 17 and his high school sweetheart dumps him right before prom only to ask another guy, the quarterback of the football team, to prom. Guy B skips or spend little time in denial and anger, but spend the rest of the school year in bargaining, 
bargaining. He constantly texts and calls her, trying to convince her to stay with him. As she continues to reject him, he he loses hope of ever winning her over. So his insecure bargaining of constant texting and calling transforms and evolves into a depression of stalking. And even in his later years at 57, he has a new family, but he still struggles occasionally. His new wife have features and looks like his high school sweetheart. And this is how he grieves. He accepted something that happened 30 years ago, but the means of acceptance is relative. Ladies, your turn. So say you're a woman with three kids and your husband wants a divorce. He's been the sole breadwinner throughout the marriage and you've been financially dependent on him. Upon separation, he refuses to help, even with the kids. So until you have a judgment in court for support, you're struggling. Anger may be first from finding out he's leaving, then denial from trying to understand his audacity. You may toggle between anger and denial back and forth, and with help from your ego or friends and family, you may try to immediately jump to acceptance, right? It's all good. I'm good. But your pride won't allow you to, to, to grow through bargaining and depression. Some women bargain through the emotion of anger and others bargain through the logic of acceptance. Everyone's different. The last scenario of loss I'll use is uh, the loss of a job or a career. So picture this. Say you've been with a company for 17 years and recently bought a bigger house because your family is expanding, right? Your wife is pregnant with twins. Life is good. Money is flowing. Everyone is happy. Suddenly, Your job is downsizing and relocating overseas. They compensate you. They give you a decent look package, but it won't be enough. You have to start making moves now. Now, of course, you're in shock through denial. How could this happen? Man, you search for persons to blame as you enter anger. You drive home. You pull up to the new home that you just purchased. You sit in your car in the driveway and you look at it. Everything had to go right in order for you to get this house. You think of all the sacrifices. You then enter your home. You see your beautiful wife cooking dinner. You look at her and you fall into her happiness. And what happened is she got left before you destroy it with the news. So you decide, nah, I ain't going to tell her. You don't want to destroy the moment because your depression hurts so bad that you desperately need some oxygen of normalcy, even if it's fake. So you sit down on the couch. You turn on Monday night football. The Bears are losing. She gives you a beer and asks, 
How was work? You pause to examine your feelings on staying in the moment of normalcy, or you think, am I really ready to do this right now? So you choose to finish the game. Oh, it was okay. Work was okay. She walks back to the kitchen as she tells you about her annoying conversation with your mom. Damn, you feel bad that you had to lie. So you promise yourself, I'll tell her as soon as this game goes off. But by the time the game goes off, you had way too many beers and you're passed out on the couch. Your wife, slightly amused, kisses you on the forehead and waddles on her sore feet back to the kitchen. The family dog runs to the side of the door as a sign to urinate. So she opens the door and decides to check the mail at the end of the driveway. She passes the BMW and sees your wedding picture in a box. Hmm. She goes closer and sees your entire desk neatly put in a box positioned in the passenger seat of the car. Now she looks back at the house. The look at the house that she has is the same way you did when you initially pulled up. Her process of grief begins. Lastly, I'll discuss how to be there for someone that's grieving. How to be there. In trying to help someone in grief, try to look at the situation empathetically. Imagine if you were that person. How would you feel? And what would you want done for you? Be sympathetic, empathetic, and compassionate. Try not to be narcissistic, right? Don't hijack the moment and make it all about you or what you would do. Listen with your ears and heart in order to see what that loved one needs. And in most cases, above all, just be there. Just be there. My objective is to get you guys to understand and realize that we all grieve. Whether you realize it or not, you have some level of grief with every loss in your life. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can find further content on iTunes and Spotify. Check it out. Uh, 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 uh. Check, Check it out. out.